The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 23rd chapter. So when they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing, and the people stood by watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he replied, Truly I tell you, Today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, today is Christ the King Sunday. It is clear to us that there is something very festive going on, right? With all of the music and just the fanfare, it is a festive day, Christ the King Sunday. It is the final week in the liturgical year, that is the church calendar year. And so it is a time where Christians set aside this day throughout the world to celebrate the reign of God, the reign of Christ, before moving into the new church year, which starts next weekend, with the season of Advent. You'll see some changes coming. Most notably, you will see that both the pyramids and the vestments will turn from white to blue as we begin the season of Advent. However, with it being such a festive day, our readings give us an interesting contrast for such a celebratory weekend. First, Psalm 46 contrasts the calamities of the world with the city of God. And then we come to the reading from the Gospel of Luke where an interesting picture is painted of Jesus on the cross talking about paradise. So it's hard to imagine how these events and certainly the events in Luke's Gospel could be associated with such a celebratory day. After all, the question would be is, where is the good news in these stories? Now, one who loves the mountains and being in the outdoors, I would have expected today to have that mountaintop experience sort of feeling instead of that dark and depressing low feeling of Jesus' execution. It just doesn't seem to make sense. Jesus' execution, as we are talking about Christ the King Sunday, and we have the brass and timpani and all of this beautiful music and fanfare. This is a day that should be spent on the mountaintop. 
After all, the mountains are the places where for thousands of years people have gone to experience God, to look for God revealed to them. And I know that some of you here have had that experience in your own life. The majesty, the wonder of the mountains can stir up these incredible emotions and emotions of deep faith. And when we look at the Bible, the mountains are often the place where God reveals God's self to the world. And suddenly those people are changed and God sends them back down the mountain with a prophetic message to share with the rest of the world. Noah's ark came to rest on a mountaintop when the floodwaters receded. And in that moment, God promised to the entire, the entire world, never to bring such destruction on the world again to that magnitude. And on the mountain, Abraham willingly was about to sacrifice his son Isaac per God's request when suddenly God's angels swooped in and stopped Isaac's hand from doing such a, or Abraham's hand from doing such a thing and instead provided a ram. God met Moses on the mountaintop and delivered him the Ten Commandments. Jesus revealed His glory to Peter, James, and John on the mountaintop. So today just feels like it should be a mountaintop experience. But then we have these readings and the story of Jesus' execution. And how do we make sense of that? The truth is, is maybe we are actually on the mountaintop and we don't realize it. Maybe we're already there because the greatest mountaintop experience took place on a hill after Jesus' earthly ministry was complete and when he died on the cross and rose again on the third day. Who would have thought that on the hill that the skull would be the place that God would reveal God's self to the world? That God would reveal God's love and grace and mercy for everyone? And yet it was. Christ the King was there on the cross for you and for me and for all God's people. And the good news is this, that God's reign is like that of no other. God's reign, God's kingdom is like that of no other, for it is one of love, of mercy, of forgiveness, of grace, of humility, and servanthood. And so today, just like any other day, God calls you and me to love one another. No exceptions. To love one another and to care for our neighbor. Not out of some sort of guilt-ridden obligation, but as a response to our faith in Him. God's love is just waiting to be shared with the world who is longing to hear good news, who's longing to hear a message of love, of grace, of belonging. A message that says you matter. 
regardless of how young or how old you might be, you matter because you are a beloved child of God. So like those who have gone before us and have heard the message and have then taken it back down the mountain to share it with the rest of the world, you and I, we are to do the exact same thing. We are to be the body of Christ in this world. Our words are to become the very words of Christ. The things that come out of our mouths, the things we say, are to be as if though they are Christ's words Himself. And we are to do this when we welcome those who have no home or no food to eat, when we welcome those who are struggling with addiction and mental illness, with those who are dealing with grief and loss and loneliness, when we are dealing with people who are younger and older, when we are welcoming the stranger. That is what we are called to do. So as we prepare for the coming day of Thanksgiving, a blessed Thanksgiving to all of you, pause, be still, and give thanks to God for God's gift of grace and mercy and forgiveness and compassion and love for all. And give thanks for those who proclaim it, who celebrate it as servants and followers of the King. Let it be so. Amen.